Doc, uh, why did you want me to meet you at the courtroom? What's going on, man? Oh my gosh, thank goodness you showed up, Ladonian. Um, hey, remember how uh, you told me before that you used to practice law? You remember that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I remember when I told you that, but uh, I was in elementary school when we did those kind of what you want to be when you grow up papers, so that that is when I wanted to be a lawyer. Wait, wait are, you, are you serious? That's it? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean... On a positive note, I have watched a lot of Law & Order, so uh, I think I think I may be able to help you out. Oh, man. Okay, uh, look, uh, does it matter? Um, you will have to do. Uh, see, last week during the promo for Fade Grips, um, I may have, well, not may, I, I accidentally said Equip Grips. Um, and neither company is happy, and I really need you to represent me and get me out of this mess. Wait, why is it Equip Grips bad? Sounds like you did them... Uh free positive publicity right there see uh you would think that um but then i posted a correction to social media um saying that equip grips is utter dog crap and nothing comes close to the feel precision and control of fade grips not to mention the deal that you get with fadegrips.store when you use our offer code cag20 for 20 percent off i mean it's crazy good deal um but needless to say uh equip grips is saying i'm liable for slander oh uh wow that sucks man uh sure i guess i'll represent you uh do i get to slam the gavel down and yell order in the courtroom oh my god i'm so screwed okay on with the show and welcome to episode 20 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week are my co-hosts, Doc H1X1. Hey, what's up? And Chocolate Bear. How you doing, folks? And in our rotating fourth chair, special community member, Chaotic. Evening, folks. Um, Chaotic, I didn't know if I should, <laughs> what I should call you. We did this stick last time with Maldo and somewhat and his 18 names so chaotic for anybody who didn't know was originally mitchell and then his name changed to something uh-huh. <laughs> i think we all learned what it was in the chocolates call out challenge <laughs> yes <laughs> and now we're at chaotic good to have you on the show chaotic thank you very much folks all right so first up let's get to our newest patrons for the week um and they are as followed Mellified, Trobador, and the Chin Doctor. Woo! Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks a ton for the support. Um, Because of these recent patrons and their generosity, we will be having our very first Patreon game giveaway um, during episode 21 next week. So that'll be um, a AAA game for whoever the winner is going to be, and we will announce that next episode and then get get a hold of you so that means i can just add some money to our patreon and be in with a chance to win i uh, yeah I'd, well i i don't we might have to talk about that off podcast i'm not sure <laughs> if that's, okay. that's Ethics, legit uh involved <laughs> do, do you have like a brother or something that could do it for you <laughs> that also lives at your same address <laughs> do we have to edit that out maybe <laughs> no that's fine um all right hey another week in game oh shoot we can't talk about another name in another week in gaming man i'm flustered right now you're really throwing me off with your comments about 
sneaking your way into our Patreon giveaway. <laughs> Jeez. Trying to figure out if it's legit or not. Um, <laughs> we do have a giveaway this week, though, and it is for Name the Phrase. Chocolate, I'll let you take over. Um, thank you, but I haven't preset this, so you're going to have to uh, fuck okay, me up so, for a bit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this is a, probably the best start to a podcast we've had so far. Uh, you are welcome, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I wasn't dealing with my child five minutes before we started recording. That's true. We <laughs> no, are not at all recording a little bit later. We, but hey, hopefully we got the child issues out of the way before the podcast, chocolate, so you can stick around. Hopefully, that, that's hopefully. the. Uh, that's the. I can't. Even, I can't talk. Just talk to that's someone. That's fine. Else. All right. So our name, <laughs> the phrase winner. If you've been listening to the past four episodes, you now have the phrase. Um, the phrase was. It's not written here. Spidey senses are tingling. Correct. Yep. Correct. And our winner for name the phrase is drumroll, please. Moose. How did Congrats. you know that? How did you see that? How did I see it? I I wrote it in the Google Chocolate, Doc did you and have then a I said it. I'm not sure that you're on the same page as us. <laughs> no, because I've just done a random pick and it hit moose. Nope, I did it earlier. <laughs> but um, it landed twice, that's good. You really that should play that up risky. <laughs> that means it is destined that Moose was going to be our winner this week. We, we have your house recorded. We have video cameras everywhere in your house, Jonathan. Do you know what? Maybe I should just go to bed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so congrats, Moose. You won yourself a month of Game Pass. So we will get that to you as soon as possible. Congrats, buddy. Congrats. Well done. Well done. Um, all right, so now <laughs> I can get into what we've been playing, how everybody's week's been going. Um, we'll start with guests first. Chaotic, I'm assuming you and Chocolate are about to go on a rant about FIFA because that came out this week. So uh, without further ado, go for it. <laughs> um, yep, jumped into a little bit of FIFA. I haven't played quite as much as some of the other FIFA fans in the community. Um I have actually been playing a wee bit more of Fallout. Um, the launch of 76 coming up has got the sort of Fallout bug. So I went back to play some more Fallout 4 and went through most of the most of the main missions and I'm just in the process of jumping on a Far Harbor DLC. Okay, but, so you've you've beat the you already beat the main campaign then, so you're just um I've 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 probably beat the main campaign three or four times so I'm oh my not, god <laughs> oh, nice um, I'm not overly concerned about having the full main campaign done before the DLCs um, but I, I feel that um, Far Harbor's probably one of the best DLCs that Fallout's ever done so I quite enjoy jumping into that whenever I get the chance that's a, that, that was, is that their biggest expansion for Fallout right that was like the big meaty one yeah that's the biggest one that they've done for four and, I, yeah, I think they've got that Miami one coming up too. That's like fan inspired or fan made or something like that. I'd seen that they had done. They've got a new Vegas mod that's in the Fallout Four engine, so they're bringing uh-huh. that to Steam sometime. Well, not Steam Nexus sometime pretty soon. Okay. New Vegas was brilliant. New Vegas was my favorite. New Vegas so far. was really good. Yeah, I think off the back of that, I got married. In Vegas, as well as watching CSI Vegas as well. But, oh, amazing. amazing. So that's campaign. how you decided where you were going to get married? <laughs> Video games and CSI Vegas? Well, it was CS- yeah, CSI mainly, and then I played New Vegas, and I was like, ooh, this is I where I've got to go. 
I mean, hey, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. And if my wife is listening, no, it was all about CSI. Sorry. <laughs> I like that. That's important. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. There you go. There you go. So FIFA, what uh, are you, is there anything new in Chaotic or new in FIFA for you, Chaotic? That uh, um, the the passing system that they've they've brought for this one is so much more intelligent compared to last year's one. Um, I was speaking to Sweeney regarding it as well, and he just said it just makes the game so much more enjoyable. Um, ultimate teams, ultimate teams, still the same sort of grind with that. Um, the career mode, from what I've seen, has had a big overhaul as well. So it's quite refreshing for people to actually get into that mode. And then the journey has added in sort of more storylines for not just Alex Hunter, but for his sister and his best friend in it as well. Oh, so you actually like a, play as them? Yeah, so you can do oh. um, you can do three separate modes. So you play as Alex Hunter for Real Madrid. You play for with Kim Hunter. Um, for the women's team and then you also play with Danny Williams as I think he's still in England, I think he's with Man United in the game hmm. I didn't yeah. realise that, that's pretty cool so it's quite um, it's quite good the fact that I think on last week's show I think Chocolate was saying that the comparisons between that and Longshot are sort of a million miles apart no, um, without a doubt Journey's been fleshed out so much more than Sort of, they've tried to do with long shot, so I think this is the the culmination in Alex Hunter's storyline. So it's quite good to see that they've introduced some new aspects in it as well. I think it's pretty cool how they actually decided to connect uh, the story year after year like that and actually have it grow on itself. Kind of, that's pretty neat, actually. Mm. It's I think it's the first in its kind to try and do it in a sports game. Yeah, and yeah, kind of going off the back of what we've now. So when it first started, it was quite, it was very linear, and then it kind of ended with a, oh my god, I'm going to get to play with England as Alex Hunter, and then it just kind of stopped, and FIFA 18 came out, and you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was weird. Like, that... Oh, hmm. <laughs> kind of let down a little bit, a tiny bit, but you know they're they're pushing that story and that kind of the journey mode so hard. Um, yeah, with long shot, they kind of just—it felt like they just teased you a tiny bit. It just mm-hmm. the, the way that they done long shot was really random. I mean, with Alex Hunter's story, there's a progression, so your your choices sort of matter. With long shot, you like being a Patriots fan, I had selected that that's who he wanted to get drafted with. So I was expecting season two long shot of me coming in as the backup quarterback for the Patriots, and then next thing I read, I'm getting tryouts for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> what? Which is the opposite yeah, of what yeah. you wanted. I was like, and then end up at the Texans. Okay, that's pretty it's random. all over the place. Exactly, so there's no... Yeah. I feel that they missed a trick with Longshot in comparison to the, the way they've done uh, Journey. And it was good with Journey yeah. as well because trying to obviously appeal to the American market, they ended up putting Alex Hunter out on loan to LA Galaxy in the second one. So, oh, that's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, the first impressions of the new FIFA game seem to be a lot of improvements and not quite as many sort of pitfalls. I've still to play the pro clubs uh, mode, which is the mode I'll probably spend most time on. Um, but hoping that they've 
they, they say that they haven't done much improvements on that mode. They've just sort of tidied it up from what it was last year. Um, but I'm sure once we get the CAG Pro Club started, we'll have more to talk about on that one. All right, and chocolate's away, so maybe next episode he can talk more <laughs> about that. I, I, I do want to ask you, Chaotic, because uh, you know I, I I dip into the FIFA chat from time to time just to see what's going on. Not that I understand, but like <laughs> now I, I see a lot of talk about the pro club. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is there can you put players up for sale and bid on players? Like, do they have like an in-game auction house or something? Not in the not in pro clubs. That's a uh, the ultimate team mode. Um, oh, okay. So that's I'm sorry. That's Ultimate Team. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as Madden Ultimate Team in that respect. Um, okay. Pro clubs is basically you design an, a player, so avatar, based on yourself, and you select a position you want to play. And throughout the course of seasons or cup competitions, you play in that role along with up to ten other people, um, and you oh, basically okay. run your team as that one player. So I think so. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, is that what Chocolate was talking about before? Is that like uh, like how you could have like a cross-Atlantic like team or something like that? Or Exactly, yeah. So I think what we had set up in FIFA 18 was we had, I think it was five of us, um, and we all had our set roles with Sweeney okay. just sort of filling in for the rest of the positions. Um, <laughs> but where I think... <laughs> I think apparently pretty good. <laughs> yeah, more than... Um, more than pretty good. He's probably one of the. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this. Got to go straight to his head. But he's probably one of the best FIFA players that I've played against and with. Um, oh, wow. So, but looking forward to seeing how that will work out with the the CAG team. That's a really cool idea. I think NBA 2K is doing something like that as well, or maybe it's NBA Live, where mm. it's like each person controls one player on the court. Yeah, uh, definitely a solid idea. So if you. Can you do a starting eleven? Like, does this go up to eleven players? Yeah. So if you if we had like eleven wow. members of the community, everyone would just take their own position, and then we would have a full team. That's kind of crazy. That, that's actually that's really that, awesome. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, I didn't know they had it implemented quite like that. That's that's neat. Yeah. I so, know, sorry, what was that risk? I was gonna say, is there? Can you do like a pickup game that way, or is it locked into like a seasonal mode? Like, if we just did it as a community play one night there is with dif- eleven members, could we just play a one-off game? You could have. You, it's difficult to try and get just eleven members. What will happen is there is the option to have drop-in games. I think it's limited to six, six per oh, okay. side. So you could essentially have twelve players playing and then just try and all drop into the same game, but there's no party setting so you can't like select a dropping game based on the members of your party not like a custom you can't set up a custom game then really not not that i'm aware of i've not had a proper look at trying to do as a dropping game we've always just only played the season mode um right okay but it was certainly something worth having to look at that would be pretty awesome or even if we if you like started a season with 11 people or something just played the first couple games or something but that's the thing if if you create if like if you create your pro um, there's no reason that you can. There's no reason that people can't just drop into the season whenever they're on. So although there is going to be a, a sort of main team who seem to be on it most of the time, if like yourself, Doc, or any other members of the community made their own player, dropping in's easy enough. You just stay linked to the club, and your stats change depending on the games that you play. That's awesome. That's I like that idea a lot. Maybe we it's, should. Maybe we can try to set something up like that up at some point. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun if we could get it to work, right? 
Definitely, because um, it's not like certain other games where you have to have everybody online to play the game. It's just you can play with as minimum minimum two people, maximum eleven. So that's pretty smart. That's yeah, that's cool. Uh, as far as Ultimate Team goes, and Doc, you were talking about the market for a second. That's one thing I did see. Um, I see that in our Discord chat is that you guys are talking about the market. How do you feel about people spending like? <laughs> A majority of their time playing FIFA, this soccer game in which you should actually be playing soccer. Um, <laughs> do you think it's weird that people spend so much time on the market? Like that seems like it's probably the best way to actually improve your team. I, I, I was speaking to the chocolate about that earlier, and I was like, I, I bought FIFA to play football. I didn't do it to become essentially a stockbroker for FIFA points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he said, like, playing the market, finding out what players are going to jump up in value and when to sell them and things like that. That's, that's great if you want to eventually have unlimited amount of coins to buy as many players as you want. But I don't feel that's, I don't feel that's why you should be playing FIFA. Well, yeah, then you're playing a, an economy simulator exactly. at that point. Like, you're not <laughs> so, playing football at all i was I can, I can understand the logic of why people do it because it is the easiest way to get your squad i mean i suppose what the, the counter argument would be yeah but if you do that to begin with then you can play the football modes with the team that you want to play it with okay but, um, yeah all right so i can sort of see where the the argument comes in it's just not my idea how i would play fifa so for you like is it going to be tough for you if you're against that for the most part it's going to be tough for you to play competitively if you're playing ultimate team then i think in the beginning it will be because people who are obviously working the market are going to come out the blocks with a far stronger team than people who are just playing the the game modes that earn you the packs and the coins okay. um, but it'll eventually get to a point where it'll balance out that you'll have enough of the coins to do what you need to do and you'll also have the pool of players to do they have like squad builder challenges where there's certain criteria you need to meet to put in a certain team so there's certain ones where you have to have a squad of 11, but you can't have more than three players from any one nation. Huh. So you can only have three German players, three French players, three Italian players, and they also have to have a certain amount of quality in chemistry, which is another two things that based on your team's rating. Um, so eventually, the people who are playing the football side of things will have a big enough pool enough players to do that anyway. So... It'll, it'll balance itself out in the end, but off the get-go, yeah, there's a distinct disadvantage for people who are only doing the football side and not trying to sort of play the market. But hey, at least you're getting to actually play. <laughs> you <Exactly. laughs> so have more time <laughs> than a lot of the other ones, yeah. Um, all right, is that, uh, is that it for you, Chaotic, That's for the week? pretty much what I've done, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm assuming Chocolate would probably have a lot of the same things to say because uh, I know uh, he was my, my name's Chocolate and it was <laughs> FIFA for me so I was alright so uh Doc how, oh hey uh, what's up how was your week Ben what uh what? I was just listening to Chocolate there it was uh pretty good uh <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I actually, uh, I actually got back into, uh, Wildlands, uh, Maldo Rob, uh, was, uh, got a game together, uh, one night, actually it was, uh, we first played, um, it was me, you, and, uh, Dan Pod played, uh, I, I get these mixed up now, it's Ghost War. Ghost is War the, is the PvP. Yeah, yeah, and then Ghost Mode, I guess, is the single player. So, yes, yeah, so we were playing some Ghost War, which I keep forgetting how much that reminds me of SOCOM on PS2 back in the day, and, 
it's really really good we had a blast like there's a lot more to that um I, well i guess they've added a lot to that there's a lot of a lot more classes than i feel like when i first uh when it first came out and um i don't know it's it's pretty good uh we were going ag- up against people that had prestiged a, a crazy amount of times and um but we actually won several matches so i don't know i mean i think we definitely held our own yeah, I mean, we, we definitely eventually came up against some people that were, you know, clearly knew what they were doing. Um, that was but, one time in particular, speaking <laughs> of this, it yeah. was me and I think Dan Pod. We were running to, like, the center of the map uh, right off, right from the start, and we ran by this, like, like a gas container, like a giant fuel container, and they had one of their snipers shoot it as we were running by it, like, in the middle of the map, and he killed us both, like, right off the bat. <laughs> I was like it was impressive. How many times have you played this game? Like <laughs> he's definitely sitting in the same spot that he always is, aiming for that same fuel container. It might have been the first time it ever actually worked for him, <laughs> but we definitely ran into some people like that that knew the yeah. maps. I feel like we definitely that might have been one issue we had is not knowing where the actual like gunfights were going to happen or where people yeah. could be flanking around that kind of stuff. But when it came to doing the shooting. We were uh, we were yeah. killing people most of the time. We're good at the pointy clicky stuff. I mean, for sure. So. I've been preaching this for weeks now. It's all it takes <laughs> to be good at video games. As long as you can point at the faces and then shoot them, <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah. excel. So like we we uh, we played that. That was some that was some good fun. But I'm like you. Yeah, every map we played was like, oh, this map is new. I don't know this map <laughs> except for Quarry. I think that's the one we all got to. And was like the Quarry. Yeah. yeah, I know this map. <laughs> well, because when we first started that night, you were only a level 13, right? Yeah, yeah, level so 13, yeah. So you had to get up to 15 in order for us to actually start to play some of our placement matches for ranked, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. which we didn't get through 10 of them because some of those games, we had like half-hour games sometimes because they're best out of five when you're playing ranked. Yeah, yeah. So some they, of those actually went on for like a half-hour if they were close games. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we should definitely try to hop back in with whoever and yeah, get our yeah, rankings. It, does it? Yeah. Does, um, Wild on Strike is the type of game that... Um, I know everything's going this direction, but like a, a battle royale mode in Wildlands, do you think that would play out well? It would be the best yeah. battle royale game out there. <laughs> I, I think I don't know if we had this conversation before. I definitely talked about this with somebody in Discord way back in the day, but like I thought this was going to be the first major AAA studio to do it was Wildlands because you have a big like the map itself almost reminds me of like Arma two or Arma three battle royale. You just have this big open map and you parachute. You have parachuting in the game. Yeah, it's yeah. I thought it was a shoe in, and it's, it's literally all there. Everything they it, need is yeah. there. They just need to implement it. I've been saying that for months at this point. So yeah, sound like a and broken I think, record. I, I, I think Maldo was bringing up the fact, and, and maybe this is part of it, but maybe they, it's just not optimized in a way to where they can get a lot of people on the map like it but, seems great in 4v4 everything runs perfectly yeah. but as soon as you add 92 other people it's just gonna yeah go to shells because you know because that's what call of duty kept saying with its blackout mode like we've got this many we're trying to get this many so clearly that is a consideration um especially but, for uh, studios that haven't dabbled with giant maps yeah. but they like totally. that's call of duty's reason i think that it might have been tough is because they hadn't dealt with anything to that scale but for ubisoft i i don't know yeah, you think something yeah. they would have between Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and obviously the Ghost Recon game. You'd think that big maps is not something that's going to phase them. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I don't yeah, know I what the issue is there. Yeah, saving it for uh, 
Wildlands two. Could be. I, I well, I I know I said this for Wildlands one, but I would be shocked if Wildlands two does not have a battle royale mode. I will, um, we'll be saying that about every shooter <laughs> from here on out. Fair. It's gonna be real weird if there's not battle royale. I don't understand what you, I don't understand how an Ubisoft business meeting goes. It's almost like let's make our games ridiculously poor to begin with, but within a year of it being launched, <laughs> make them absolutely amazing. Yep. You know, I, chaotic. I completely agree with that, and like that's why I'm kind of not cutting them as much slack anymore. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Rainbow Six. I love what the game is now. I love Wildlands. I, I kind of like Wildlands from the get go. I never had a problem with that one, but. You look at Crew 2 now, and if you look at actual critical reviews of that, they're like, this game launched with no online multiplayer competitive racing in a racing game yeah. in 2018. Like, how's that possible? To be fair, then, I know, think that's a terrible jumping off point for this argument because that game well, was garbage to begin with. <laughs> did, like, did the Crew 1 ever get better? Like, no. the end of its life, was that a good uh, game? Probably not. I never really went back to it, so I don't know. I mean... I just feel like when you, when the Division 2 finally comes out, it's not going to be, like, Division 1 bad. <laughs> like, it yeah, should yeah. be at this next level. So it's like, I feel like everything going forward for Ubisoft should be great. And if it, we start yeah. to run into these same problems where it's taking three years for those games to get good, then maybe it's an issue. I just feel like we haven't had a new big Ubisoft game. I mean, the newest games besides The Crew 2 are the Assassin's Creed games, and odyssey Which coming out are... this week and origins like they started off as great games so yeah and i and i think that we've always every assassin's creed game has been a pretty full package from the get-go i don't you know i mean i guess like unity had i i, I know that one was known for like a lot of technical bugs at launch but most of them with that exception has been pretty good so. so maybe it's just the more multiplayer focused ones that mm-hmm. and and last thing uh i'll say about the uh, wildlands uh that I thought was really I, I didn't think I didn't actually know how I would like it but we did the ghost uh, mode I guess for the single player is that the one death um, yeah. the permadeath yes. mode I don't know if I want to play that game any other way now because with friends that clearly in my opinion is the best way to play that game because I think the problem I don't know if it's a problem or not but like looking back at how I played that game before because there were no real stakes involved, like you kind of just never were tactical and you kind of just like went Rambo going loud 24-7 or you didn't have to, but like when you got into the collect-a-thon mode of just collecting stuff on the map, you didn't care. And in that ghost mode, like me and Danpod and Maldo was playing and like we were, you know, actually having a lot of fun like being tactical and like being smart about how we did stuff and... um. I don't know, like, that. that is definitely the way I want to keep playing that game now. And I'm actually did not, I didn't expect to like it that much. I thought it was going to be, like, a brutal, like, I don't know if I want to play a game mode where if I die, it's all over. You know, that seems kind of lame. But it, it forces you to play a very certain way that was really fun. So, so two uh, questions. What mm-hmm. difficulty did you play in your first playthrough, or your main playthrough? Uh, like, when you first started playing the game. Not the hardest I difficulty, think- I'm assuming? No, I think there's four. I was on the third, not the hardest, but one above normal. So that's one thing, is that when you played on the hardest, the very hardest difficulty, um, you pretty much had to play tactically, because if you did mm-hmm. if you did any type of Ramboing, y- you were dead. Granted, you weren't <laughs> it, it, dead forever, but that definitely right, changed right. my play style playing on the hardest mode. 
Um, and that might be the key right there too. I mean, that might be the difference. And I didn't actually think about that. Uh, but yeah, I think that might be the difference too, because like just knowing that there's more stakes involved and now granted we played warm ghost war, uh, our file save on normal. Um, but that's just because like, you know, the one file save and the one death thing, it was in such a way where we're like, let's just try this out at first, you know, kind of thing. I think but, that's uh, fair. But yeah, I, I think you might be right about just the normal non-ghost mode as far as just playing on the highest difficulty makes you play in a way towards this much more... Uh, it, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying like slow and tactical is, is like a more rewarding gameplay or a way to play. But no, it, it definitely For is. that type of game. <laughs> it Yeah, for that type of game, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sure. then my second question was for the actual ghost mode. Uh, how does downing and reviving, does, how does that work? Because I'm assuming so, if you go down, you can still be revived. I don't know if any of us ever actually got downed, but I, from what I understood from Maldo is that you could be downed, you could be revived, but if you bleed out, you that that is the save file gone. Like you don't respawn as long as your other guys live. Like your your that save file for you is gone. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I'd like that'd be fun. I'd like to start up a file with some people with on the hardest difficulty, just because yeah. that might only be a few hours of gaming and then everybody's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, or that, yeah, exactly. That could be um, fun though, but no, it was it was I was really impressed by how fun that was. I didn't expect that to be that that uh, fun to play, but you know it was it was pretty cool. All right, did you play anything else this week? Um, I'm continuing to play Into the Breach on Switch, which is really really good. Um, I've gotten a lot better at that. It's it's still a tough game, um, but I'm, I'm consistently getting to the second and uh, second island now, and I'm almost getting to where I'm can get pretty far on the second island and then you have a choice if you beat the second island you can either go to the third island and continue leveling up or getting new items and stuff like that or you can go straight to the last island which is where the boss fight and all that stuff is um so i'm getting a lot better at it but that game is really fun and really perfect for the switch like i said before any roguelike game is is really good on that platform and yeah i'm loving it so far good deal um chaotic you didn't have anything else right um, it was just about the the wildlands feature we were saying about the ghost mode. Um, I I think I agree with what Risky was um, saying. Depending on the the difficulty level that you started that game on, dictate like if you start on the easiest, you can pretty much run and gun in that game. But mm-hmm. playing it on the the more difficult mode, I know that's like whenever um, I played through it uh, co-op, we always tried to do it with one person spotting with the drone, the other person sniping. So we did try and have like that tactical element to it. But just something about the whole one death and that's you back to the very start of the game. Uh, I don't know if that would be an ideal mode. I would say this, like, you're, I would give it a shot because or even on the, because, you know, we started from the very beginning and we were taking on one of the first missions, which arguably, if you played that game before, a lot of those first missions are super ridiculously easy. But because of that element it made those first few missions like seem insanely like i don't know what the, like tense i guess is the best way to say yeah. it. like uh, there was a mission where you had to steal a sports car it's one of the first missions in the game and you have to go up to this encampment and we were very thorough and precise with how we handled stuff and like you know it was one of those things where it's like hey if i mess up and i get in a compromised position or i go down like that's that's it so like you have to play it as if you know you were as you know as stupid or as silly as this to say like actual like real life some sort of like special operations like operative you know, but um but yeah I don't know it, it 
I didn't think I would like it until I played it, and it's it's pretty. It adds a element to that game that is pretty cool. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, I'd look, definitely like to hop into it. Um, all right, so on to me. I finally have some things to say about the Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I <laughs> I somehow didn't beat it. Uh, I don't know if it's because I've been doing too much side stuff, or maybe I just had didn't game as much this week as I thought I was going to. I will say that I'm pretty sure I am on the last trial to uh, get the actual item that this whole game is based around. You're searching for an artifact. Of course, you're mm-hmm. searching for an artifact um, <laughs> to save the world. So I think I'm on the last trial slash tomb thing to actually grab that. So I, I have to be real close. But um, as far as that game goes, I don't... I don't understand really any of the negativity that I've been seeing as far as reviews go. I saw GameSpot gave it a six. Wow. I don't. Yeah. I, and then I IG, seen a lot IGN of those gave too. it a nine. And it's just, people were all over the board. I think we mentioned this last time. And it was like, why is that? Um, and I still like, it's definitely, I don't think it's a nine, but I also don't think it's a six. I would say this probably hovers in the seven, eight area. Like it, uh-huh. it's a good game. It's not a great game. Um, they've definitely come a ways since the earlier Tomb Raiders. I think the last one was 2013. So it's, er, yeah, 2013. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think probably it's been a little while. So, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cause didn't they didn't. Oh yeah. Cause that's right. Cause the, the last one got a X. I was about to say it came out the same time as the Xbox one X, but no, it just got an X patch for it and they made a big deal out of it. So yeah, I guess you're right. It probably was that long ago. Uh, rise of the tomb Raider 2015. I lied. Sorry. Okay. 2015. Okay. But it was, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Back then, I would think. Um, as far as like the hub worlds that you have this time around, they're going to be like the big open areas. They're like towns, I would say where you can interact with NPCs. Those used to be, you could talk to certain people, but it was just a lot of fetch quests. So, like, your basic kind of side quests that nobody enjoys doing for extended periods of time. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the quests here, some of the NPCs that are in these villages and, like, these main hub areas, they will give you uh, locations to different collectibles. Some of them will send you on actual side missions to maybe rescue some people from the village. Um uh, They'll give you clues, hints, and then it's like they're all presented with like a little bit of world building dialogue. Like it makes it feel like I don't know, more of a lively place. It makes it seem real and mm-hmm. not just like a hub world where you pick up some quests and go. So I think they did a real good job with that. If that makes sense. More more NPCs placed around in smart ways, I guess, stuff like that. Yeah, and like those main areas are all bigger. There's still the fast traveling if you're sitting at a fire. So like if you need to go to any of those hub areas for any reason, that's made super but, easy. Or if you are uh-huh. hunting collectibles, it's easy because of the fire system. If I had to backtrack to find some of that stuff, I probably wouldn't be searching for as many things. But now if I get to a hub place, I'm usually trying to pick up everything um whether because sometimes you'll get uh like different clothing options and some of the clothing actually does different things so that's kind of nice like they'll have different okay perks that's cool i was gonna ask you yeah, if there was any like meaningful upgrades with these side quests and stuff like that like um the side quests they're not as big of a thing as like the challenge tombs or like optional tombs those are the ones where you actually are going to get new perks uh new oh, abilities okay. that kind of stuff so I always made sure to try to get to 
do the as many challenge tombs as I could. And not only because they give the best reward, but they're also like that's Tomb Raider to me. Like those mm-hmm. puzzle tombs. Um, I don't, that's where like the meat of the game it's is. Like it's a good it's st- right there in the name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's also a lot of verticality in the game now compared to some of the prior ones. Like the underwater stuff this time around has been super fleshed out. Like where the older games, you could maybe dip underwater a little bit to get somewhere. Now mm-hmm. you can go look for like gold deposits or plants underwater. The actual like there's. There's some weird areas in this game where there's a lot of murder has happened. And, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go on. You'll be swimming underwater, and there'll just be, like, bodies and stuff and, like, spikes and people are on them. It's just... <laughs> but all, there's also, like, evil things that are trying to kill you down in the water, too. There's piranhas and eels and all this stuff, so it's I've, super stressful being underwater. I've seen some, yeah, some pretty funny clips about what, involving piranhas and stuff in that game, so, yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Like, you, there's like seaweed that you can try to like hide in from them. I, yes, that's the that's some <laughs> of the stuff I've seen, and it's hilarious without context to watch some of that stuff. Uh, and like uh, all the deaths have always just been hilarious in this game. Just watching her get like impaled on things, I'm not funny. They're actually super graphic, and I think that's why it's so like off putting and weird to me. It's like, oh, that spike went right through her head. That's I don't know why we had to show it. Should have just cut to like a death screen quick, but we're going to show it for a quick well, few it's, seconds. It's one of those things too. If you ever get stuck in a hard part or a quick time event that you keep screwing up, you have to watch like that it over and brutal, over. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. Real quick. Cause I know you had some internet. You had already took some interesting photos with the, with the photo mode they've got in that game, which seems pretty great by the way. But can you, I don't know, maybe this is getting pretty dark real quick, but, like, in those death scenes, can you also go into photo mode and, like, make her smirk and stuff? Like, smile? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> you know, Doc, I uh, I never tried that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just a terrible person. Never mind. Most normal people, I would say, probably avoid trying to snap a Look, quick pic all I'm Moro. saying is <laughs> I saw a really funny photo of her getting ready to be eaten by a jaguar, and she was smiling hilariously, <laughs> like, into the camera, and it was pretty great. So, Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. Good, 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 good. Perfect. <laughs> um, You're welcome. So not only with the underwater stuff like that, that adds verticality downwards. Then you also have some new, like she has new gadgets now. Um, she has these shoes with they're like spiked on the bottom. So you can actually crawl like on, I don't want to say on ceilings or like roofs because <laughs> it's outdoors, but like, oh, if there's a cliff face that comes out, you can actually scale like upside down essentially to get to like where you would climb up onto it. If that makes any sense. Okay. Okay. Um, she also, with her grappling hook now, she can repel, which wasn't a thing before. So if you're on like a wall, you can lower yourself down instead of having to slowly hop from like, wall to wall to get Just down to the bottom cliff face to cliff face exactly yeah. so that's that's kind of nice um yeah watching some of her traversal through the world seeing her there's a lot of the i'm gonna run and jump to this and as soon as i hit it whatever i'm about to land on is gonna surely break <laughs> out from under me it's the, 
it's that uncharted feeling of like something like I, I know as soon as I leap to this ledge, he's either going to lose grip of one of his hands and then like sling off and hold on to one <laughs> hand or it's going to break in some way. So yep, a hundred percent. And w- yeah. what you always have to do is you have to hit the X button quick to like throw your other hand right. up. One of the actual perks that you can get is to make it so you don't have to deal with that, <laughs> which oh, is kind of a one. <laughs> so if something breaks at that point, you don't even need to do anything. It's just like, all right. I guess you're okay then. I always feel weird about those perks like that in games. It's like, is that you yourself, the game, admitting that maybe we do this too much and it annoys you, so here's a shortcut? I mean, that's, a, it's that's like, 100% what it is. Yeah, but it's like, really? You're charging me a skill point? Like, So maybe rethink it before you put it in your game. I don't know. I mean, but I'm like you, though. I mean, yeah, like we've been so conditioned with the Tomb Raider and Uncharted where it's just like I don't look at a ledge ever, and I'm just like, that thing is – I know it's been there for a thousand years, but trust me, it's getting ready to break. That's like, the thing. Everything she grabs onto, she's like just grabbing barely on with like her fingers. Like she, she must have <laughs> the strongest like fingers and hands out of anyone in the entire world besides maybe Nathan totally. Drake and – everyone from assassin's creed 100 <laughs> percent. yeah actually assassin's yeah you know what maybe you're i forgot about assassin's creed they make that look pretty easy too so i don't know so she definitely makes it look easy and with all the all the new attachments and stuff it does make traversal a little more fun i definitely i really enjoy using the grappling hooks the ice picks all that kind of stuff moving around the world is a ton of fun as far as the combat goes that's also it's a lot of stealth if you're not doing stealth you're gonna get overrun quick um mm. laura's she's pretty fragile so if you hop into a base camp and you don't take out a few people first and then you go loud for whatever reason you can definitely run into trouble i'm playing in, on normal mode and i run into that where if like there's two or three guys that are shooting at me you, you go down pretty quick so it's pretty you're pretty dependent on stealth um and a big part of that which is something that they advertised for this game was like covering yourself in mud to hide in different areas of the oh, map that's pretty cool yeah, so it's like predator like yeah, type that really that, Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And when you use her like I want to call it Eagle Vision, that's what it is in Assassin's Creed, but when you use her like uh the thing that, like slows everything down and you can see different materials you can pick up. Right. Laura right. Vision. Laura Vision. Detective mode. Welcome back, Batman, Chocolate, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um so all you're doing there is if you find different mud pits, you just hit X and then she just covers herself in mud and then it is pretty great when you put yourself in like a wall of vines and somebody just casually walks by you and you stab them in the neck and just pull them into the vines with you. You're like, man, you've really matured as a murderer <laughs> over these last three games, Lara. Yeah, a lot. You're no better at doing these tomb puzzles, but when it comes to taking down whole platoons of men, uh, we're good now. Yeah. Um, Am I right that this is the last one, or this is the the final one of her story? That's arc? what I wish I could. That's what, as far as I, like the prequels go, I think I haven't beaten the game yet. But I'm hoping I get some type of just like in the end of the newest Tomb Raider movie, where she's gonna like find the dual double eagles at the very end, and then she's like, now she is the Tomb Raider. That's one way I think they might go. So like, this is her getting to the starting point of those older games. But okay. I haven't beat the game yet, so I'm not sure exactly what happens at the end of this. I know this wraps up the whole prequel bit of her leading hmm. up to actually becoming the Tomb Raider or whatever. And she basically becomes the Terminator in the next game, and she's killing everybody. <laughs> yeah, maybe there'll be dinosaurs and stuff, and just it's going to be sweet. 
Um, I, how, how many hours have you gotten into that, by the way, Risky? I wish I could check. I feel like I'm probably close. I feel like I have to be close to 15. Um, okay. Because I saw reports of 10 or 12. Maybe that was closer to mainlining. But then I also saw people at like 25 hours, which is probably closer to 100%ing the game. So mm-hmm. I think I'll end up falling. Like I said, I think I'm pretty close to the end here. It's quite a short game okay. then, isn't it? It's 25 hours, so I'm 100% the game. You know, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> no objections from Risky. But, but yeah, I mean, definitely a little shorter. I think this seems like it's the shortest of the three so far. Um, so take that for what it is. It's definitely, it's been a lot of fun, though. Um, the last thing I had to say was about the pacing, which I had seen mentioned before, and I didn't have an issue with anything the whole game up until this last area because now the things you're battling are super aggressive and you, you don't have a chance to be stealthy at all. So we went from stealth being your biggest um, like ability to if you're not firing your shotgun every three seconds in some of these last areas, <laughs> you're not going to survive. So that's kind of weird. Uh, but overall, I, I've really enjoyed the game. All the puzzles, the tombs, all that stuff's really good. The, the stealth combat is good. The going loud combat is whatever i could really care less <laughs> i don't prefer to play the game that way um so that's kind of bugging me with this final third of the game here but mm. overall i think tomb raider is really good so i don't understand all the all the hate that it was getting from some outlets but you heard it here first five out of ten from Richard. <laughs> nope <laughs> seven, seven or eight ish <laughs> um yeah no I did see some of those reviews, and I was thinking that was kind of all over the place, a little weird. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Like I've said before, like it just seems like more Tomb Raider. Like If you like the first two yeah. games, a lot of those core mechanics are still there, and the story isn't a bad story at all. So and like the voice acting's good. Jonah's back again for number three, and like he's always a great side. I wanted to say like a side not a side character. What What is Robin to Batman? Why well, can't I think of the word? Sidekick. Protégé. Yes. Protégé? Okay. Either or. Protégé. I was going to go with side piece. Oh, nope. Not a side piece. <laughs> I, I knew that was on the tip of Chocolate's tongue. I knew it. He might. I don't know. I haven't gotten to that side <laughs> I mean, quest in the game yet. But as far as I know, it's I mean, a platonic there, relationship. There might be rom- a romance option. We don't know. True. I'll dig deeper into that this week and let you guys know. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, oh, boy. It's getting late, uh, isn't it, Chocolate? <laughs> it is indeed. Um, chocolate, is there anything you played outside of FIFA or anything you want to add about FIFA before we get moving on um, I finished long shot um, which was yeah <laughs> alright <laughs> alright yeah. yeah so um, yeah I was happy to finish it it was yeah it was very average it um, as we were saying earlier in the show FIFA's journey story kind of really brings you in and you you can feel like there's a very fleshed out <laughs> yep chaotic touched on that yeah, yeah he Sorry, Doc, go on. Oh, no, no, you, I was just going to say the same thing. Sorry, yeah. That basically, like, he he was, we weren't kind of arguing. I mean, I've not played Longshot, but it sounds like they did a hell of a lot better job with FIFA than, than Longshot even got close to doing. It feels like they just had three kind of components of Longshot, and that was it. And they were like, yeah, that's it. Whereas Good enough. I think, yeah, <laughs> that's what it felt like. I think that they kind of, it was an afterthought of kind of throwing it in, saying, oh, FIFA did it, let's see what happens we'll pop it in but really our 
a core game is playing, you know, uh, it's Mutt, isn't it, on uh, Madden, mm-hmm. the ultimate team well, mode. From what I've I heard a lot of people say, because like uh, Chaotic talked about how like, you know, you go through this journey on Longshot and then it gets to the end and it's kind of super anticlimactic in terms of like, you don't really make it that big and then you don't even really go to the team that you even tell the game that hey this is the team I'm interested in and then I heard some people say it's like well they're trying to represent the real NFL in terms of like how most people don't make it I'm just like but is that what you want in your video game story though like yeah. I didn't make it let me go back to my day job <laughs> and uh what was he doing he was a uh builder yeah okay well, great long shot season four you're just working at Duck and Donuts <laughs> the whole game it's great just gonna yeah. blow you away uh, but FIFA, I mean, again, we mentioned it, the the passing is different, shooting, this whole new, they've got this thing called a timed shot, so you would hit your shoot button, and then you'd have to hit it again as the cursor goes in the green part to get this perfect shot. Um, On a scale of one and that kind of, to ten chocolate, how bad are you at that? Oh, <laughs> I would... Shots fired. I wouldn't, I'd go 50, I am terrible, I, I can't see... Oh, wait, to, I don't... I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> well, I am I'm awful. I can't get the, the right kind of um I'm still playing like FIFA 18, I suppose is the best way of saying it. You could just kind of double tap the shoot button and you do this perfect shot. Whereas FIFA 19 there seems to be less button bashy, I think is maybe the the best. It's just a lot more technical term. this time around. Yeah, I think it, they are really trying to bring this whole new football, proper, air quotes, proper football feel. You know, you keep the ball, you pass the ball, you take your shot when you need to take your shot. It's um, like the little things that you don't normally notice in games. Like The players will do a little flick with their foot or um, use the outside of their foot, the inside, the heel. It's... It's it's great. I, I love the game. I'm just really, really bad at learning this new core mechanic that has killed my gameplay. Anything, You'll get there. If it's... anything needs to sum up how vast the improvements are in FIFA 19, there's actually two separate animations for if you get hit in the crotch, then in the face. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what mattered the most. It's just, it just <laughs> times in perfectly together. So. Yeah, <laughs> watching some of the players when they get hit with the ball. And watching them fall over this time is... Because uh, I think it used to stun them in 18. I don't remember seeing anyone fall over. But this time, you can really splat one of the players <laughs> with the ball. Which is uh, which is quite good. Yeah. So take them out. And that's it. That's my gaming life. And I've been obviously trying to deal with my daughter. Who has turned into the devil. <laughs> what You mentioned she might be going through some, some teething, you think? Teething, um, not sleeping, growth spurt, everything. So it's the culmination of all the worst things about being a parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my son was a the archangel. She is, she is awful. Oh, poor thing. I, I don't know what she's going through, but I'm getting two doses of like three three hours sleep. Oh, nice. Good Lord, it. man. Oh, I'm no. sorry, buddy. It's life. So let's I keep decided this thing to do the dirty, nice and long tonight. Well, yeah, you know, do what we can. Just for my next, you know, uh, sitting with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, let's move on. 
All right. Well, if we're moving on, that means we're getting into some uh, chocolates call out challenge. Tonight, I am calling out Tropador XP. I want him in my sights. I want to play one of the games that he thinks he is a badass at. And I want to destroy him. Because I am the reigning, defending, humble champion of cross-Atlantic gaming. Pick the game, Troubadour. Let me know when, and I shall crush you with my weakest hand. <laughs> Chocolate, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought we lost you there for a minute, buddy. Well... What happened? I don't, I don't know. This other guy came in. He started yelling at people. I don't, I'm glad you're back. Very aggressive. God damn this alter ego. Jeez Louise. Oh, man. Well, on a, don't test me. Nope. Don't do it. <laughs> no. I, nope. On a brighter note, we could uh, get into some news. Alright, so to start off the news this week, um, we got a new Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. It was Gameplay Video Part 2 that actually dropped yesterday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, which you will be. Hell yeah. Um, I don't think, I'm so excited for this game. It's just, game of the year. I'm calling it. It it looks, (laughs) no, hey, me too, Risky, like I'm not the biggest... I love Red Dead One, but like, and I'm not the biggest. Still, be, be like, hey, this game is definitely best ever. But holy shit, this game looks good. Like, wow. I think the, so the appeal of this game really shows that I've, I've, as shameful as this may be, I've never played Red Dead One. Um, We've been finding that out with a lot of people in the so community as this has been coming out. I am. Um, I'm going to be <laughs> busy the whole of October, pretty much playing Red Dead One. And even from what I've seen, gameplay wise, so far. This looks like it's going to be game of the year. Yeah, yeah. And that's with no initial preconceptions for the first one, what they could be building on. This is just solely from what I've seen clip-wise. I think this is going to just nail in the coffin for Spider-Man's game of the year contender. Oh, wow. This will definitely be the biggest, just the biggest, most in-depth world you're going to see for sure Definitely. even over like spider-man which was new york city yeah. and huge but this game just looks so intricate like they took their time on every little thing even down to you know what i'm gonna say yeah the horse's <laughs> balls <laughs> well i mean it was very realistic like yeah when it gets cold if you're up on a mountaintop you're horse's balls are gonna like go up into you're its joking body. Nope. <laughs> like we'll never look at like after this game comes out we'll never look at another open world game the same no way I mean it's it's gonna set the bar for that 100% like this has the potential to be generation defining in my opinion yes from what I've this is before the games even come out this is from two gameplay videos that they've dropped 
see, I'm worried that it's going to be so in depth that you're going to get lost in the side missions and never actually beat the game. <laughs> well, yeah, and not touch. You know, not even get through half of the story. Yeah. Have you have I mean, had to get as over the played Witcher? Yes, that, played it, never finished it, and it's probably because of exactly what Chocolate's talking about. But does it make the game any less spectacular? I, I was about to say, I totally agree with that chaotic. Oh. Like, I mean, even if that happens, like I, I, you know, even if I never beat it, I don't think I'll trade my time with that game. Period, though, because just like I just read today, how if you kill a random civilian for whatever reason, could be a bad guy, good guy, whatever, just some random person, that person's family that is within the world, they might have relatives come and hunt you down over the course of the game. That's the thing they they're like, making it seem like every choice you're making is going to have some type of repercussions, be it good or bad. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing that potentially someone right at the beginning of the game you murder, even if it's accidental. Totally, yeah. You're going to kind of get your comeuppance later on in the game, or potentially right (laughs) at the beginning of the game, who knows? (laughs) Or it could be one of those things, it's just like you just went full, like, 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 renegade and it's like you've killed hundreds of people and like it you'll just get on a random mission a guy come up and like i'm the son of william bill and it's like dude i i wiped out that whole town i don't even <laughs> sure i guess <laughs> it'd be a whole posse after you wouldn't it it'd be <laughs> the whole entire world <laughs> ridiculous um, well that's one thing they talked but, about is how there's like there's a bunch of different gangs in this game as well so it's like if you piss off one gang member you're gonna have their whole their whole posse <laughs> trying to hunt you down and murder you. Um, yeah. So that goes into one thing that they touched on during the videos that there is like a wanted system. So um, if, if you're killing random people, you can actually have a bounty put on your head and then bounty hunters will come after you to try to claim the bounty, which I mean makes that fits yeah. perfectly into this, mm. the wanted system for this game. Mm. Um it's, but then you can pay your bounty off, can't you? I, However, they can still... I would assume so. Cut. I'm Probably. sure I saw that you can pay it off. However, people will still come after you. Might not be the bounty hunters, but it will be potential family members or... That makes... I mean, yeah. So do you think that system I, would I, work? Like the... I forgot what the name it's called. But the way they do it in Shadow of Mordor. So like if you kill a member of a certain thing... Doesn't matter where you go in the game or how long that is afterwards, they can just appear. I could I could uh, see it being like that, kind of. The uh, I also can't think of the name of that system in that stupid game. Nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah. Nemesis, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think yeah, that'd I think be it awesome. Touches. It would add to like the realism for sure. I mean, just a couple of the things like I was noticing because they actually had some, let some press look at it and they released some articles too, was that like if you kill a guy and somebody sees it, they will be a witness and they'll have like a red eye above their head and then you'll see them race off to like the sheriff's office or something like you that. Gotta take them out. So you can literally, exactly, literally comes down to it's like, well, you have a choice to make now. So, <laughs> um, also just the fact that you can eat or not eat and you can get fatter, skinnier. Like if you go into a shop to get a haircut or uh, a shave, you have to have let that hair grow out. You can't just say, give me a full beard and go from like clean shave to full beard. Like it, it treats that stuff semi-realistically. Um, it's sounds okay, Father Christmas, big old bushy beard. <laughs> just never shave or, but yeah, like no. they said you could never bathe and like people would be like repelled oh, by the smell, smell of you and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild with the the level of details that they're 
you know, putting into this. It sounds really cool. Yeah, so back to some of the things they touched on in this gameplay trailer. Um, they said that story beats and side quests are going to be discovered naturally. Um, and if you think back to, like, Far Cry 5, that's kind of how that was. Like, you'd see road signs that, like, cougars are in this area. So then your map would populate um, that there would be cougars around or maybe, like, a town a town sign or something like that. Or just word of mouth. If somebody says, hey, this thing is over here, it sounds like that's going to be how you discover a lot of stuff in this world. Because it is going to be huge and there's going to be so much to do. Uh, so many locations you could skip over. But some of the interactions I think you're going to have with npcs in the world they're gonna flesh out a lot of the side quests or like hidden areas that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, they also touched on all the nefarious activities you can do there's gonna be large-scale heists which uh, like a lot of the stuff we've heard but you can rob a train you can rob passerbys rob a stagecoach you can hold people up at a store or steal stuff from their houses you can go loan sharking for a loan shark so you can go if people owe someone money you can go intimidate them so they actually pay people back and those are just those are some of the evil things you can do they also showed him <laughs> they showed him uh escorting three ladies to like a, a dance or a party or something at one point so i'm assuming that's just a random side quest that came up hey bring me here and then it shows him dancing later It it just seems like there's so much stuff that you're actually gonna be able to do um outside of the main story beats um yeah it's oh, there goes a year of my life at least th- oh th- it seems like this game is going to be deep yeah spend hundreds of hours in this game um, and that's without even thinking of the dlc that we know that will come or, or the, the online yeah, mode that yeah i is mean the biggest part of grand theft auto at this point 100 percent. yeah um they're bringing the dead eye system back i don't think that's a surprise to anyone but you are going to be able to progress it in stages so maybe like you'll be able to mark more targets, something like that. So that'll be in some type of skill or upgrade tree. Um, then the last thing they mentioned that there's going to be a first person camera uh, right off the bat. It took years for that to be added into Grand Theft Auto. So I think you'll see that as an option going forward. Um, and they also added a cinematic camera. If you think in like Grand Theft Auto, if you're just like driving down the highway, I think you could hold B maybe. And it would, it would seem like you were mm-hmm. watching a movie. So, I'm just picturing if your so, horse is like trekking <laughs> over some plateaus, you can just put it into like that mode, hold down B or whatever, and it'll, I don't know, feel more well, like there a There won't movie. be any zoom in, will there? Why would you want to zoom in, Chocolate? Well, you just told me it's something about <laughs> coldness and the, the horse's totally think That's where Chocolate was going to go. <laughs> no way. But um, you know that's going to happen. That's going to be one of the first. Not that I'm personally going to take. You're going to be the first person exactly. to do it. Are you saying the near automata uh, or, or near automata like achievement of this game will be the? It's just going to be the horse instead. Look at the horse ball fifteen times. <laughs> yeah, or well, you know, Bobby Frankel just right. God. Um, and this wasn't noted in this video, but it did come out this week that there will be over two hundred or two hundred ish. I think they said species of different animals. Two hundred. What? <laughs> I mean, what? I was I was gonna be happy with like here's a deer, here's a cow, here's a right. Granted, coyote. that probably like, means like it could mean like a fawn or like a buck and like uh, or variations of like right yeah, or like yeah, a yeah, black exactly. bear, grizzly bear, that kind of thing. But like all the different types of dogs yeah, and wolves and stuff. That's still an amazing amount. Two hundred. That's absurd. <laughs> Not only that, but 
Yeah, that, I mean that's that's wild. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder how many of them are going to be birds as well, like birds up in the sky that you never really see or think about. They definitely showed buzzards picking at a carcass, so I mean that's definitely one of them. Because I'd also assume there's going to be like skins and stuff in this, like like hide totally. hide from animals. You're going to need different ones for diff- different things, um, whether it, it be like upgrading I, a backpack or just what have you. Yeah, and and it sounded like uh, from some of the impressions I read too was that like your horse and as far as your inventory system works, like it's what you can put on your horse's saddlebags. You know, like, it's very realistic in that sense, too. Like, you can't just, like, you know, you can't have, like, fallout inventory levels of, like, just a thousand <laughs> pounds amount, on your yeah. body. Yeah, like, you just... <laughs> um, so it's got that aspect. And just thinking about, like, when they when they made Grand Theft Auto the first-person mode and how they put all that extra detail into the world. Like, you could go up to, like, a fast food uh, ordering system and read it, like, in first-person. Like, so just imagining that in this game and the level of detail they're going to have in it is just... I cannot wait to check out this game. Like, it's just going to be crazy going to be so good you're now surprised that it's going to be what did they say was it 100 gig oh yeah it's over 100 I, gigs for the initial down that's crazy. yeah I, I wasn't all that surprised by that to be completely honest. i don't think I we mean, should be was... that surprised by that going forward really <laughs> for a lot of these uh, open or, world games or that yeah um but we can all get our hands on that game october 26th that's the release date for red dead so up next Outrageous. chocolate do you want to talk about some uh fortnite the Fortnite, yes. Uh, season 6 has landed, or the new Battle Pass. Um, again, there's over 100 levels with over 100 new rewards. Uh, some of these are in-game purchases as well. You have got, which I think is probably the coolest part of this whole new story, uh, you can get, you can carry your pets. The pets. <laughs> I don't want to go Hell back to Fortnite, yeah. but now I want to go back to Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's got this kind of lovable kind of... Uh, I can't even think. You know, it kind of endears you to uh, Fortnite having carrying your wolf or your cat. Yeah, they had like a German um, shepherd in the backpack on one of them. And I was like, <laughs> dude, oh my God. Risky, after that YouTube video, you said, me, I don't want to talk about dogs and pets in this game. Because like, I would take this game way too personal <laughs> if I was like, oh, that's my dog on my backpack. That guy shot at me. I would end his <laughs> life right now. Like, You're going to be so motivated. shot me in the back. Be so good. He shot at Pepper. Um, I will bury him. <laughs> But there's, um, I think there's little cool bits as well where your uh, your animals or your there's one I think I saw your wolf will uh, will howl during the night. Um, what? It gives. So when you're hiding in a bush, it'll really come in handy. <laughs> yeah, kind of really mess you up. Oh, thank you. I was hiding. Damn it! Shut up. Um, but it's it's all tied in with the Halloween theme, uh, which is fantastic. They've uh, also added some new weapons. They've got the Vault Submachine Gun, the Light Machine Gun, a Bouncer, and also a Remote Explosive. Um, So a whole new arsenal of weapons. Yeah, to shoot at other people's animals. (laughs) Destroy my dog. Uh, (laughs) There was also some new map locations as well. So they've got a floating island, a cornfield, and a haunted castle, which again... Ties in with the Halloween theme. Fortnite just going levels above any other Battle Royale game. By Completely agree. T- turning things upside down and changing. I mean, especially dropping a Halloween themed Season 6. Hands down, we're not going to see any other game do it. 
Always. The most you're going to you get is, like, you'll be throwing gourds now in PUBG at the main screen instead of apples or something. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, a big we, deal, Risky. You take that back. <laughs> which it's a is big not, DLC. But that will be there for, what, three, four months, whereas, you know, Fortnite are changing it almost... Uh, well, we know they're changing things weekly, but this will be in there for, what, ten weeks? I think uh, yep. it was said on... Yeah, so that's um, normally how they go. Yeah. So you have your weekly challenges, and there's ten weeks of them. Then you'll get a whole bunch of new stuff at that point. That's yeah. the thing. Like, instead, and, and, like to keep things fresh, how they alter the maps, it's so smart. Instead of having to worry yeah. about dropping a new map every three, four months, mm-hmm. it's they just take whole chunks of the map and just flip them on their head and turn them into completely oh, different areas. It's so well, smart. It's, ge- it's genius because they don't they solve the whole hopper problem. You don't see like PUBG gets and they're going to eventually run into this problem more and more maps they introduce of like when you have all these hoppers like people can go into and if this game loses any popularity that's a problem. You know, whereas Fortnite, one yeah. hopper, one map, done. You've got 100 people for sure. Like the, They've nailed the model down to a T for for kind of not it's not pay to, but pay to play as such you know there's your free game there's your added extras if you want it yeah they and they've just yeah, kind of gone yeah. get on with it and the constant changing oh, I don't, it's mind boggling how they do it and how they've got the enthusiasm to keep on doing it and keep on changing well the money uh, supplants that enthusiasm quite a bit <laughs> but getting. it's from it's from day one though isn't it and the money wasn't there from true, day one true um the money wasn't there until they made a battle royale mode <laughs> and then the money came in they went oh let's thank you PUBG. we'll uh, just take this under my trench coat and there we go there's Fortnite. yeah good stuff um yeah and that's that's it that's the long and short of it i do suggest watching the the trailer for uh for season six, it is it is quite amusing and cute at the same That's time. That's the thing. It's that kind of stuff that pulls me back into that game. So I'll probably buy the stupid battle pass again and then play it for two weeks <laughs> and, and, and then skip all right. skip and weeks three done. through ten. <laughs> I do think we should sit there and uh, we should do a community play of Fortnite. That would be fun. We'll have some rotating teams. Yeah, yeah, sure. Especially for a free game. it's um... No excuses why you couldn't play. Well, exactly. Um, as long as you guys can build around me and keep me uh, alive, that would be fantastic. I think Ladonian is the only one in the community capable of yeah. doing any of that. So. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, Shout he's out the go-to for that. So. All right, so next up yeah. in the news, uh, this is just an update on some of the Telltale stuff that went on uh, lastly, last week with the closure and whatnot. Telltale put out a statement on Twitter. I'm just going to read it as they posted it. Uh, hi everyone, we have a, wa- a Walking Dead update for you. Multiple potential partners have stepped forward to express interest in helping to see the final season through to completion. The final season of The Walking Dead, obviously. Um, while we can't make any promises today, we are actively working towards a solution that will allow episodes 3 and 4 to be completed and released in some form. In the meantime, episode 2 will release tomorrow across all platforms as planned. We hope to have answered. We hope to have answers for your other questions soon. Um, Shortly after that tweet went out, they pulled the final season of The Walking Dead off of storefronts, all digital storefronts. So Hmm. I'm not sure what that actually says about them trying to get the final season. A little bit of a mixed message. Right. It's like, hey, we're working really hard to make sure you guys get what you want, and we just took away the last game. (laughs) 
Well, you say that, I'm wondering whether it's a kind of a refund issue. Oh, I thought I was going to get five episodes, because it says on the yeah. storefront I get five episodes. That could be, I think, I saw someone else speculating that they're just, they're pulling it down while this whole potential partners have stepped forward to help fix it, so or help finish it up. So maybe if they're actually working out a deal with some other developer to take the reins and finish this up, they might be pulling it down for now. And then once they have an announcement mm. with, Hey, we are, someone is creating the final episodes. Um, mm. Then it'll be back up on storefront, something like that. There was something um, from I think said, I... um, Netflix as well. Turned around and said that there's still hope that the stranger things one will still be produced. Yeah, I saw that Netflix was talking about, like, even if Telltale can't do it or they can't turn it into this episodic Telltale game, that they still wanted to find a way to make a, a good Strangers thing, Stranger Things game. So, mm-hmm. Do you think the episodic way that Telltale do it hurt, hurt the company, or do you just think it's the mismanagement of the... It was uppers. definitely <laughs> mismanagement. Yeah. yeah, I I think with the way with they how they let people go, clearly there was some mismanagement going on. If you're hiring people a week ago and one deal falls through and your whole company goes upside down, then that's yes. a mismanagement. So that's the yeah. thing. It seemed like because the deal that that fell through that you were talking about, Doc, is that they had something lined up with Lionsgate and then Lionsgate pulled out of whatever next program. So they lost all of that funding. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that funding was going to go to cover not even the Lionsgate thing, but to cover the Stranger Things game and to cover the end of The Walking exactly. Dead. Oh, wow. Were they kind of backpedaling That's, on it, all the... It, it sounded like it, yeah. yeah. They were taking... Yeah, they were just... I don't know. The episodic thing, I think, hurts them financially because, I've said it before, Like I would wait until the whole thing was done, and then by the time I waited until it was done, it was like half price. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of people, I think, don't want to play one and then have to wait a month like i'd much rather binge it especially since it's a shorter game usually it's like two hours per episode so maybe a 10 hour game like that's something you knock out in a weekend i don't want to have to wait three months to try and get x amount of episodes to get one game done exactly yeah yeah so i mean i think there's still hope for this last season um Another thing I saw going around is that maybe instead of trying to fund your last two parts of the game, maybe work out severance for the 250 <laughs> people you just fired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that was that was. I saw that going around too, and I was like, yeah, they're they're probably right. Yeah. So yeah. How, how about you just work on taking care of the people that worked so hard for you for so long instead of like, oh man, if if you, if we could just get some people to help us out, you know, it'd be great if we could put out Walking Dead. Yeah, and we can line our pockets a little bit more. Yeah, anyways, that, that was an update for that. Um, we can move on. Doc, we have some peripherals coming to Xbox One. What's uh, what's happening? Is that yeah, the Elite so- Controller 2? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out next week, calling it right here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the uh, a lot of stuff got uh, uh, brought up on Inside Xbox, the episode uh, they had this past week, which was like heavily Forza Horizon 4 themed. Um. And they brought on Phil Spencer to uh, basically uh, break some news and stuff like that. And he actually talked about something that Xbox, or I feel like we'd had rumors forever, um, but uh, basically that mouse and keyboard was finally coming to Xbox. Um, 
and he basically was noted saying that uh, it was mouse and keyboard support for games is added on a title by title basis entirely at the developer's discretion. Um, Warframe is going to be one of the first titles testing mouse and keyboard, uh, and it will arrive to insiders in the coming weeks. He did also state that all wired or wireless USB keyboards and mice should work with Xbox One. It's not going to be like some specific Xbox branded only. Um, although they are also partnering with Razer to bring out a, I guess, Xbox-themed peripheral. Um, so, yeah, so that's finally, um, I, you know, it's something like they've talked about for like a couple years now, I feel like, that they were bringing mouse and keyboard officially, um, and then nothing ever really got said or done, but I guess it's actually finally happening now. So, I don't know, what do you guys think about that as far as, like, would this be something you're interested in, or could you see yourself plugging a mouse and keyboard in your Xbox to play a game. I mean, that's finally sending a message by keyboard. <laughs> Why have you not got a chatbot? Because <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> um, I must admit, when I first heard this news, apart from the fact that they were partnering with Razer, who I think peripheral-wise is probably one of my favourite companies for the peripherals they make, um, the first thing that sprang to mind when I seen something like this was how long will it take for them to announce uh, AJ Empires on Xbox? Um, with everything that they've done recently with really mastering things like that, it just seems like that's the next step of bringing this onto the console. Um, but also games like Football Manager um, would, although there have been console versions of that game in the past, it's a nightmare trying to play something like that with a controller. Um so I don't know if that's something that they would be interested in bringing across to the Xbox. But as a football fan and as a RTS fan, this is certainly a massive news story. Yeah, I, there was one quote too that I want to add that Phil Spencer said that I think speaks to what you just said, Chaotic, was that um, he was on Inside Xbox. He said, there are some games that can only be played on PC because of requirement for mouse and keyboard only. So we, so with this added peripheral, we are hoping to get more of those games on the Xbox. So to me, that's him saying, we want more games that you think can only be playable on PC also mm. coming to console. And, you know, that's pretty cool. It feels like they're targeting certain specific PC games to bring them over to Xbox. Because they think it will, it will do well. Or you know, at the very least, it'd be one of those situations where, like, maybe this means like Age of Empires, whether it would do well or not, might come to Xbox. You know, uh, although I guess it's going to get into one of those weird Sarah scenarios where you'd have to have a box cover that says requires mouse and keyboard or something like that. You or know? mouse and keyboard supported. Yeah, something like that. Or I exactly. Mean, can you imagine yeah, how great yeah. a community play, for example, would be on Age of Empires? I mean, totally, be... totally. Or like, can you imagine if they the brought Total the Total War, series, War yeah. series to Xbox? Yeah, like that. That possibility is a it's a mm-hmm. it's an option now, I guess. Um, thinking about Halo Wars playing that yeah. properly, as opposed or, to faffing with your keyboard well, uh, <laughs> with your controller. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing too, because like, uh, I was thinking of games that are already out. That my, I was thinking, I was like, well, this might actually feel better to play with a mouse and keyboard like City yeah. Skylines that might actually feel better to play with a mouse and keyboard you know oh. um, but then the other <laughs> the other question I wanted to ask you guys is like do you also see this opening up cross play more with games like 
do you think, like, say, Battlefield Five's coming out, do you think if they open up mouse and keyboard, I will then have the option to play with PC players? Um, I hope not, because regardless of your keyboard and your mouse situation, it's still not. It's, you're still going to be at a distinct disadvantage. I think it needs to be optional. Yeah. Like you need to. It needs to be optional servers or like certain servers. Yeah. Are totally, totally. Both. Something like that. Yeah, and I think that might be the key. And I think, and that's one of the things too that on the show Phil Spencer was saying that like they are not mandating anything. This is completely up to the developers to do how they want to do it. And he again reiterated like, hey, I don't want anybody to worry out there about like, hey, this is going to ruin my online play. Like he's like, there's always they're going to be smart about like, you know, uh, like how basically how Fortnite has done it at this point. You know, where you can opt in and out of certain people you can play with in terms of like you know if you're on a mobile you would have to be like yeah i'm cool with playing with pc players because obviously you wouldn't want that to be default um but so i think that's how they're planning on handling it but i can't yeah. think of still still could i was gonna say i can't, oh, I can't think Skin, of a more lopsided battle and like Fortnite, a guy on mobile <laughs> playing against a guy on <laughs> right. well, that's but that's that's the point, though, right? Like, you know, it's like clearly that has to be an opt-in option because that is insane if that was just default, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Even though they can play with each other, you know, it's it's at least it's an option you have to opt into. Um, I, for, I forgot to put this in the Fortnite news. Have we spoken about crossplay? Oh, with the PlayStation. As he looks. Oh, oh we haven't, yeah. actually. Quick, hit it. <laughs> completely, completely sidestep that what do you guys yeah, think of that? <laughs> I, I think, I think, I guess, I, actually, I don't know. I, 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 Risky, you specifically, I was going to ask, what do you think finally broke them on this? Because I thought they would have done this a month ago if they were going to. And then when they didn't, I'm like, well, they're just holding strong until like PS5, I guess. So that's the thing. What, I, what do you I think? don't think it was anything specific because there was nothing that seemed like it had a correlation with the time that they decided it was finally okay to have crossplay and like right like an extra zero yeah, it must there must be they must have <laughs> seen that long te- uh, long term financially there's more upside than downside to having crossplay yeah so my question is just but, what the but, hell took them so long to come to that decision well, like why now see yeah i agree with risky like i mean like i thought they would have figured that out a long time ago yeah. though you know not just after all this all this bad publicity they got you maybe know? it's just if you pile on <laughs> enough onto someone like you're gonna break eventually yeah. like if you're if sony fanboys are complaining about this like i don't know you, you have to make but, changes otherwise you're gonna lose them next console generation so what did we say last week we mentioned that we thought it was a it could potentially was a system issue i don't think it was ever a system a networking issue no, issue. no. well network i mean fortnite issue. turned it on at one point and even proved that was accident you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, yeah the quote-unquote air quotes accident yeah. i've got a feeling it's it monetary must... oh so Pro- you're thinking Pro- like epic games come to sony some... was like uh, make I this happen some sort of deal has been I don't think that's done. the case. Because you wouldn't hold so strong for so long and then all of a sudden But then what feels dirty. What's poor. one surefire way to piss off the people who have basically been on on your side from day dot? Oh wait a minute, we don't have Sony, yeah. we're gonna throw more money at them to get them on side, even though user of support it does from day one. 
Well, I, I think the other thing that was weird from the get go about the Fortnite thing was the whole system lockout thing, where if you'd ever played on PS4, like it locked out your purchases from other systems, like. That whole thing was weird, anyways. But like, even I, if you're not going to allow crossplay, you shouldn't. Like that system lock <laughs> thing shouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, that that arguably ever. was just a straight up dick right. move. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, be interesting to see now though. Once because it's in air quotes beta, to see whether also, that actually still happens. Whether it locks your Epic account to PlayStation or not. I mean. So, like, as I said, money. There's there's a cut somewhere for PlayStation. That or they're finally wise enough. I, yeah. I think it's... Or maybe it just takes them a long time to get a decision down the pipeline. I think it's maybe, just been a know. decision by attrition. Where they've eventually just had so many people complain or so many different people from different sources saying, why, why hold out that they've just crumbled? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do want to talk about what Chocolate just brought up. Can we talk about how the fact that they're calling this beta when, <laughs> when Epic Games turned it on like months ago? It's like, what are you having to test? Like, apparently they just <laughs> literally flipped a switch. You did it last year for about two weeks. It's fine. <laughs> it, it worked. We already beta tested it. It's <laughs> terrible. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, are we moving on from mouse and keyboard? You guys good? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Right. So next up, this was just announced yesterday. This um, new Google streaming service that they're calling Project Stream. Um, it was codenamed Yeti for a long time. It was Google trying to get into streaming AAA games, and it seems like it is now going to be an actual thing. You're going to be able to stream AAA games through Google Chrome. Um, what this is going to do is make it so you don't have to rely on hardware. You don't need to have the beefiest, best computer in the world to run some of these AAA games. All you need is a good internet connection. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're getting a lot of oohs ooh. out of this. <laughs> that, that was not a good ooh on that last one, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So what do you do if you're chocolate and you have subpar hardware and subpar internet speeds? <laughs> sub, 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 sub hardware. <laughs> um... At least, uh, at least I can play a triple A game on a Mac. That's something, I guess. <laughs> it's, actually, that's yeah. true. Actually, I didn't think about it that way. That first time ever, it, Macs get into the gaming business, right? Like, it won't run for for anything. <laughs> but I'll be five frames a second. <laughs> so the first game that they're trying out with this uh, new service, this is a technical test, is what they're calling it for now. Um, is they're gonna do AC Odyssey or Assassin's Creed Odyssey? That's um, a wow, big test. Right, so at this, they're only letting a certain amount of people in. So right now you do have to try to sign up through Google, and they're only going to take X amount of people. Um, the things that you need to have in order to actually do this, you need to have at least 25 megabits per second internet, and be 17 years or older, and live in the U.S. So sorry, you two. Uh, cool. <laughs> nice. I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm one of the three. I know which one. Uh, I actually <laughs> thought that that internet speed requirement sounded a little on the low side, but I don't know. That's I mean, not too I, unrealistic to maybe, for most people. It, it's not, but I'm wondering if they can, if you can play a game like that with with. I don't know. Maybe I, I again. I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe that is more than enough. I tried but, to sign up for know. it, so if I get let into this, I'll definitely try to play some Assassin's Creed through Google Chrome. That sounds so weird, but <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Google's getting into the games with uh, 
this. So I'm assuming they'll eventually have their own storefront where you can buy like the streaming version for Google Chrome of certain games. Well, or do you think they're going to go a subscription route like Game Pass? That'd be something? smart. It, it would be. I would sign up for that probably. <laughs> I mean, if it's as advertised and like i don't have the best laptop in the world like it's running an i7 and a 960 so it's not top of the line or anything but if that can handle playing ac odyssey at 1080 30 frames per second like that's that's good with me i mean theoretically if it's through the browser it shouldn't matter what it's on i mean theoretically if it's through the browser it should be you should be able to do it on a phone as long as you have think the internet that can handle speeds So yeah. that's, this is definitely game-changing, uh, in my opinion. Totally. The only thing totally. I'm wondering about is input lag when it comes to multiplayer games. I think this is going to be a great service for single-player oh. stuff, but I don't I see know. myself playing a competitive shooter through Google Chrome, streaming through Google Chrome, unless I'm playing just against people on Google Chrome. I didn't think about that, actually. Yeah, that's, also that's sounds weird. I don't like talking about Google Chrome being like... <laughs> Look, Risky, Google's already all up in your life more than you'll ever know. So I would have just know, been so much more well comfortable just... if they gave me a box and charged me $500 for it. For whatever reason, that sounds much better. I've been brainwashed by the well, you know how they did the, uh You know how they did the Google Cardboard for the uh, for your phone yeah. and stuff like that? They'll just give you like a square cardboard <laughs> box and say, it's your console, now put a, put a TV screen in front of it. Fire just up Chrome. Set your laptop on top of put this piece top. of cardboard. <laughs> um yeah i think this is this is really cool though and if it does work which we'll start seeing reports of it they did have um they did a gameplay video of assassin's creed odyssey but obviously that's going to be under ideal conditions definitely on Mm -hmm. gigabit internet from google headquarters like of course it's going to run great there it'll be nice to see when real life people are getting their hands on it with normal person internet (laughs) speeds uh, to see if this all works out. Real cool idea, though. Yeah. I, I mean, we're definitely getting there because, you know, Xbox talked about this at E3. Like, clearly a lot of these companies are hard at work on this and think it is a viable option. I mean, it wasn't too long ago we were talking about how Xbox uh, basically leaked that they were going to have a proper console in a, a streaming, streaming box. box so right? Made out of cardboard. Yeah, so it made out of cardboard, funny <laughs> enough. Uh <laughs> That you will only play through Internet Explorer, by the way. Oh, so. God save us all. <laughs> what, if, what if it becomes like the browser wars? Like, uh, yes. Then Google Chrome is going to win. <laughs> it's not going to be a contest. But, but <laughs> Your Epic account Wait. is locked to Google <laughs> Chrome. Good Lord. Oh man, I can't wait to see Firefox's uh, streaming <laughs> service. It's going to be it's going to blow you out of this world. Out of this world. Uh, all right. Um, next up, Doc. Some avatars for Xbox. Tell us about them. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's not a whole lot to say about this. Um, basically, they've been, um, I think uh, even E3, year before last, uh, they had talked about like, hey, we're doing this new Avatar 2.0 thing. Um, we're redoing the way they look. We're, it's their whole inclusivity thing of like, if you're in a wheelchair, if you have a prosthetic arm, however you want to look, if you're a guy that want to wear wants to wear a dress, whatever, you can do it all with these avatars, like no restrictions. Um I've had this in the Insider program for um, a couple uh, uh, months, or uh, yeah, a couple months now, and um, it's 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 neat. It's uh, they've implemented it the avatars into a lot of the dashboard, um, but um, yeah, it's 
there's not a lot to say about it. I mean, it's cool. It'll be interesting to see what all stuff they add to it. The store right now that I can access is pretty limited on the items and stuff, but um, they look better. There's more custom customization, and like I said on the dashboard, when you go to different areas of like achievement list, all this stuff, your avatars pop up in a lot more places now too. So hopefully, so, we'll start yeah. to see games that incorporate them. If they go like they did in you know before, because you because I wanted to say like correct me if I'm just remembering wrong, but didn't games even have like achievements and stuff to where you would unlock avatar items and things back in yes. the day? Yep. Yeah, sixty. Yeah, the day. Or, or yeah, yeah. So you, there's that whole opens up that whole world again in terms of like all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it looks like an updated avatar system, and that's pretty much what it is. But yeah, so it should be coming in the next uh, few weeks. Good deal. All right, Chaotic. We uh, have some info on the Fallout 76 beta. Yes, big news for this. It's one of the games that I am most looking forward to for this year. Um, I think Xbox get it a week early for instead of PS4 and uh, PC, so we get it on the 23rd of October. Um, the servers are only going to be running for a set time during the day, though, so you're only going to be on between, I think it's four and eight hour spells. Um, I think it's like a stress test type idea to try and get as many people on in the, the time frame that they can to see how much how much it can handle. Um, and then I think once they've finished day-to-day testing, they'll sort of be taking it to one side, picking apart what went right, what went wrong, and then putting it back up the next day with the improvements that they do. But the concept of an online Fallout is just mind-blowing to me. Um, for all the all the talk that we had about Fallout to begin with, to think of being able to do that with like a group of another three players is just going to be a surreal experience, I think. The most fun exactly. thing ever. <laughs> I can't wait. I actually am getting more and more excited about this the closer and it gets. I really like how they're doing this beta. Like You're going to have your windows, like you said, chaotic, between four and eight hours, but then after every single day, they're going to go in and make changes, make fixes, and they're just going to have this constant feedback loop every day to make sure that this thing is as close to perfect as it can be. Come um, launch day. Come November fourteenth. So, and do you think that's and... going to hurt the the test? Why? Kind of setting a you need to play between X and X. I think if anything, people are going to try to set aside yeah, those times so it's they're going to have their max player yeah. count because of like this. I... I think they're going. Yeah, and as about say. That's the point, I think, isn't it? To like you said, the stress test—they want people flooding at those like times. Like, so they are literally trying to push everyone through those gates. At yeah, that exactly. Um, the only downside I can sort of see of that is what we were talking about at the start of the show. How are they going to work it? Are they going to have it twelve o'clock Eastern Seaboard time, and then that obviously affects what time the UK player base? So you might see a drop off in the UK market whenever they can able to play. I like to think that maybe each day will be different. Yes, yeah, so, that so something that's convenient that for each country yeah. at a certain time. That would make the most sense. So it's like if you yeah. do want to play in the United States for the 8 a.m. New Zealand session or whatever, you can. You just need to know that you need to be up early in the morning yeah. or whatever. So it's like you'll still be able to get there. Like they're four to eight hours long too, so you should be able to catch at Some least of it. part of each one. I mean, one. the concept of how they're doing it is fantastic mm. because, as you say, for them to be able to go in one day, take it back down, fix everything they need to do, and put it back up the next day, nothing realistically should slip through the net. Yeah, exactly. I think it's smart. Well, 
also they've said that your progress in this beta carries Which over is, to the full I mean, game too. So there's that. Damn, that means that, that means we gotta play some beta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was wondering whether or not to to sort of grab the beta um, or just wait for full launch. But as soon as the the sort of progress was getting carried over, it was a, a must order for me. A hundred percent. Yep. Hmm. It's a good way to do it. I love betas that carry over progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just worries me with the the amount of games that are coming out, or the big title. I know that there's always a a heavy amount come this time of year but it it seems there are too many big hitters for luckily me. we're getting a decent amount um, this month yeah. instead of next like month easy, i know um, assassin's creed yeah. is the one that i'm sacrificing um simply because i've got red dead to play through before the new one comes out um but i know ac is one that i'm going to put on the back burner until i get the first two red deads out of the way that's why I was just given the sad news today from my game share buddy Dan Pod that AC Odyssey is no longer a day one yeah, buy and same. it's going to be a red box for me if I want to play it. So. Yeah, Ooh. sad face. Means will be so. Means is get Red Dead done this month. Um, get as much of Red Dead Two done before Fallout comes out, and then I will probably more than likely be Fallout until at least early in twenty nineteen. So what does this say? And that's without even counting. Sorry, I was say, what does this do for Battlefield Five for you? Or is that not on your radar? Battlefield really? Five is. I'm not as as you've probably witnessed in my horrible attempts to play first person shooters. <laughs> um, I'm not a shooter person. I, I I will be getting Battlefield Five because just having EA access and getting it cheaper. Um, it's silly not to grab it um, because, as you say, there will be community events. There will be the whatever their battle royale mode's called. To play through, so it will be a pickup, but it wasn't one that I'll be putting hundreds of hours in. So okay, same with fair. same with um, I mean, I think Black Ops as well. Again, it might be something I pick up simply because of the the blackout mode, but it's not something I'm going to pay on loads of hours compared to Fallout, for example. I mean, I, th- I think the real point to make here is that you know. There's all these games, you know, Red Dead, Battlefield Five, but the game that we're all going to be spending ninety percent of our time is Mario Party, and then just trying to figure out time to play these other games. I mean, let's let's just it's it's the elephant in the room. Let's just say you it. Calm so. down, you jerk. I'm pretty excited about Mario Party. <laughs> I, I, I am. How dare you? I am. I am giving it props. So we better be playing together day one then. <laughs> for sure. For all sure. right. Um, next up, Doc. We have a new Xbox conference it's coming to Mexico City this year <laughs> tell us all about it yes yeah they're bringing xo back apparently <laughs> so and oddly enough after playstation just announced that they're not bringing psx back this year um but phil spencer one of his last things he uh br- did you hear that in the background <laughs> i did but i didn't think it was gonna throw you off that much <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> um uh, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't me. Um, let's see. So basically, um, yeah, XO is coming to Mexico City. Um, Phil Spencer was on uh, Inside Xbox saying, hey, we're bringing XO back. Talked about how they used to have it back in the, uh, I guess, early 360, day- 360 days, I guess, is when they last had it. Um, I remember there was an XO Barcelona at one point, and um, and he kind of talked about how they're wanting to bring it back for the for like a fan event and just Xbox-only news, stuff like that. Uh, he talked about how in previous events in years past they had um, revealed the Rare Acquisition uh, Studio at an XO and how they kind of save news for this kind of 
end of the year thing. So he definitely hinted that there would be um, first party announcements as well as some big surprises that they were saving for this. Um, but um, it is going to be on November 10th and 11th in Mexico City. It's going to be a two-day event. Of course, it's all going to be streamed on Mixer. They're going to have a proper, I guess, press event. I get a press conference, like E3 press event, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, but basically like a E3-like um, uh, just montage, you know, where the people get up on stage, talk, just talk like about normal, stuff. Just like a normal, a normal gaming gonna, conference. Yeah, I don't know how I'm really trying to, yeah, what I'm trying to say, but basically that, yeah. Um, and they're going to have Inside Xbox on the second, or I guess during the event, but the, the second day they'll have some stuff kind of come out on that as well. But uh, it definitely sounded like we would be getting some new information, um, and potentially big surprises at this. So it might be worth, if nothing else, just to tune in for that. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about this? Is that something, did you ever really uh, even remember XO back in the day or... I didn't. No idea what this that is. is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Well, they're bringing it back. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, maybe we'll see more Gears 5 or, you know, something at this, maybe, you know. So we'll see. Elite Controller 2? Project Washburn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, what was that guy's name? Screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Unfollow? I just block. remember always yeah. being jealous of PSX, like, having like the last few years that was such a big thing for playstation like i would tune into that and i was like man totally I hate that microsoft doesn't have something like this for xbox which apparently they did however long ago nothing i remember hey uh, yeah I, yeah it is. I, it's one of those things too where even if you're like well xbox doesn't have as many fans but i'm just like still weird that they don't want to put on some kind of show though i just own, love that but... this is happening as psx is stopping <laughs> <laughs> it, it is kind of ironic, but then, yeah. When I think uh, about like what PSX would be at this point, it's like the same three games, four four games, just new well, gameplay pieces of it. And I'm excited that Microsoft I'm, hopefully is actually going to have some new stuff to show. So, totally, yeah, totally. Uh, maybe we'll get to see. I mean, let's face it; they're they're working yeah. on Fable, so maybe we'll get to see what that is, or you know, like I said, more Gears Five, or maybe we'll get to see whatever the initiative is going to do um yeah who knows you know but we'll see not too far off do you reckon a pre-teaser for e3 this will be now six pre-teaser i just i I just i I don't know as it sounds no yeah my worry my worry is that they would take news away from e3 and try to split it up between these two or i don't know if that's a worry but you know you could have something like that too but well were they not um indie shy during e3 normally they had a big like i said they was brought out that uh, guy who was really awkward on camera who i can't think of his name they did do some id at xbox stuff here it was definitely more of a sizzle reel than actual devs coming out and talking about each thing but right yeah maybe this xo18 is a good place to position your indies maybe not huge triple a titles but no but then you can split the two yeah, can't for sure. you a few here, a few there. I just, I don't think this will take away from your E3 2019. If I had to bet, no, no. I, I would still assume that's where they would save like a console review, like a you know that whatever Project Xbox and stuff like that. They're gonna <laughs> exactly, they're gonna save that for E3 probably. Yeah, oh no, definitely. Um, this but, is the uh, fluffer, like I said, it's the pre. Yeah, it's the yeah, pre-show. So we'll see. You know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of rumors beforehand, but you know, hopefully, we'll get something good out of it. So. November 10th and 11th. 
All right, next up, Chocolate, do you want to guide us through Games with Gold, Game Pass, and what's coming to PS Plus this month? I'm going to quick fire these bad boys. So, Games with Gold, we've got Overcooked for the whole month of awesome. October. Good game. Victor Varan? No idea. Are we saying? <laughs> no idea. So, that's the 16th of October, and that will run through till November the 15th. For your backwards compatibility games, you have Stuntman from the 1st to the 15th of October, then Hitman Blood Money from the 16th to the 31st. And then Game Pass. <laughs> so the biggest one that anyone really cares about, Forza Horizon 4, that's out October the 2nd, so that's today. tomorrow when the podcast drops, which is today. My mind has just been blown. Um, then all the rest is on the 1st of October. We've got Wolfenstein, The New Order. We've got Metro 2033. We have Westeray. Westerado. Oh, Thank you. I, I got this down at the beginning of the show. Um, Double Barreled. Uh, you've got a 360 game of Lego Indiana Jones, the original adventure. We have... Why didn't I pre-read these before I started talking about them? Shantae, Half Genie Hero. Sounds good to me. Yeah, that will do. And uh, we have and the question mark second. at the end of that. Yeah, eh, maybe. <laughs> and Split Second. For you PS Plus people... I am jealous of this first game. You have Friday the 13th. It's a good one. Super jealous. Mm-hmm. But wasn't that under how many months ago that was having issues with licensing and taking off the storefront? Yeah, they're not bringing out any new content for it. The, the game itself is still it's still online, still plays, everything's there. But, no but I didn't content. think you could buy it. I didn't think you could because of licensing. They just couldn't. No, they just couldn't add more stuff to it. Yeah, I think that okay. was the extent of it, yeah. Um. Okay, you have also Laser League, which is... Um, Sounds fun. On. It's not a bad game. It's bizarre, a bit like Onrush. It just too much is going on. Um, <laughs> you have Rocket Birds 2 Evolution, uh, Evolution, which is a side-scroller, and that's for the Vita as well. You have 2046 Read-Only Memories, which is a cyberpunk-type game. Again, that's for the Vita. And then you have a back compact game called The Bridge. Hey, those all sound fun and to that me. that rounds up. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little surprised we didn't get more, uh, other than Friday 13th, more horror yeah. games for like Xbox and stuff for their October Xbox month. are very poor with the do you think kind of the October say, theme. I don't think they the only one you could say. They might actually do it for like well, the Tuesday of, you know, they do like different games every Tuesday. They may do it the week off okay, Halloween. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that could be a good shout. But then you're pushing into November, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, overruns for a couple of days. Can't see them being overly <laughs> bothered. I want my horror to... In Chocolate's this month, getting them on the technicality. Yeah. <laughs> God damn you. Um, Alright, so that's all the free yeah. stuff you can get and the new stuff coming to Game Pass. Uh, Forza Horizon 4, I think, is the standout out of all of this. Even though... Man, Wolfenstein and the Metro collection as well coming to yeah, Game Pass. Metro's a really good game. Metro's really good too. So is yeah, Wolfenstein, Doc. Okay, Wo- believe it or not. Wolfenstein's I'm fantastic. I'm sorry, what? Oh, uh, you mean, oh, you meant Doom is a good game. Okay, thank you. I agree, Risky. Two Doom completely is a great different game. games. Anyways, we're moving on. 
Um, Chaotic, why don't you give us the new games coming out this so, week? So, as just touched on, Forza Horizon 4 will be out by the time the podcast drops. Um, you've also got Mega Man 11, which will be coming out at the same time. So, it should be dropping on the 2nd. Um, other big games coming out this week, you've got WWE 2K19, which actually looks really, really good. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! I think that is a, a shoo-in for a Choco challenge. Um, Choco, can you dig it? Macho Man Sucker! Avatar would be a sight to behold. Um, the, the game that Risky is over the moon waiting for, Super Mario Party. It's coming out on Friday, the 5th of October as well. Oh yes! Um, and the other big game triple a game coming out this month is your assassin's creed odyssey which again out on the 5th of october that's a it's a good way to end the week mario party and assassin's creed do you do you think ubisoft should rethink the day they're launching that because i don't think they (laughs) 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 sorry you're not hosting it i can't mute you Plot twist. <sighs> all right. Hey, we made it through another episode. Just shy of two hours. You're welcome for all the extra added content. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You're welcome. Let's plug this show up. All right. First and foremost, if you want to talk to us every single day, literally all of us here on this podcast right now, you can head on over to Discord. There's a link to get into our Discord in the show notes. So hop over there and chat with us 24-7. It's the best place for news, for chat, chat about everything. We have a FIFA channel. We have an LFG channel to find people to play with. Lots of good people in the community, including these three. Best place to be, right, guys? Definitely. The best place in the entire world. Literally. There's more than four of us in there. (laughs) Yeah, I should have made that clear. It is a growing community. There is more than just the four of us. If you've heard... Any of our guest hosts in the past, they all hang out there. Um, come over, get to know everybody. It's a great place to uh, chat all day. That's what we do. All right. Um, if you'd like to support the show with your hard-earned money, you can head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Um, shout out to everyone over on Patreon that supports us. Uh, you guys are all amazing. Our minds have been blown these last couple months with the amount of support uh, that you guys have given us. Uh, this upcoming show, as I mentioned earlier, we will be having our Patreon giveaway. So it's still not too late for you to hop in there if you'd like to support us and have a chance to win a game next week. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, that that is insane how, how nice you guys are. Including you, Chaotic. You. We love you. <laughs> I hope you're having a drink I, I, out of your mind. I have it sitting in front of me. <laughs> Man. Nice, nice. Speaking of mugs, we do have a merch store. <laughs> segue. The link for that is it, it was a good segue. The link for that is in the show notes. You can use promo code CAG10 to get 10% off your order. Um, also, make sure you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at CAG Podcast. Also, questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. We will have our monthly mailbag and another three four episodes whatever it is you can get in questions at cagpodcast at gmail.com um i don't think i'm forgetting anything chaotic the facebook Mm -mm. the youtube oh we also have a youtube channel which does not have a custom url yet so we do need help with that if we get up to 100 subs true we can be youtube.com slash cross atlantic gaming and that'd be pretty sweet so 
Hell yeah. head on over to the link in the show notes to go sub over there. That's where all the chocolates call out challenge. Um, segments are that's also reside what where they reside yeah exactly <laughs> they reside um <laughs> chocolates i get it right <laughs> god damn it I'm so sorry <laughs> this candy ass i am gonna <laughs> we also do have uh previous episodes that you, you can catch that way as well um anything i'm forgetting no no fake grips fade grips Use use promo code C A G twenty that you've already listened to. <laughs> oh, they have. Yeah. yeah, remember we do this special segment at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's half past midnight. I'm just ready. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, if you want to get out of here, chocolate, why don't you tell us where we can find you? I'm chocolate bear eighty everywhere that is important to me. All right. That's it. Chaotic. How about you? Um, chaotic UI on Instagram, Twitter, Mixer, and Xbox Live. Doc? Uh, Doc H1X1 everywhere, including PSN now because they broke me and I eventually just gave up on them allowing a name change. <laughs> and started so. a brand new account. <laughs> yep. F you, PlayStation. <laughs> and you can find me at Risky the Kid everywhere that matters. Um, chaotic. Thanks a lot for being on the show this week, man. Really appreciate you stepping in. Thank you so much, buddy. Well, Seriously. Uh, I'm sure we'll, Thank you. you'll be on again at some point. All right. So thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all new episode. Goodbye. Bye bye. Just like any good Marvel film, <laughs> stay till the end. I don't know. Chaotic didn't say anything. I, I feel like he should have been like, I'll catch you guys later, mates. <laughs> Something. <laughs> or down the chimney, governor. I was going to say, that's London. Opposite country. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, 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 freedom. <laughs> put the shimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. Are we there yet? Have we offended enough yes. people?